Hey, what's up, what's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, we got a good one for you guys today. My man Tom Popper calls it to the podcast. You don't know who Tom Pop is. Alright, first of all, shame on you. But, and second of all, Tom Papa is a comedian. He's a character actor known for his polish, uh, stage professions, and observations when it comes down to modern life and family. This guy's been everywhere. He's been on The Late Show. He's been on Conan. He's been on The Tonight Show. He's hosted a ton of stand-up showcases like Gotham Comedy Live, Just for Laughs. But it's not just comic. You know, he's an actor, too. I mean, he's been on um, playing character actors such as Inside Amy Schumer. The Nick um, analyzed that. He was in The Informant. And we get into this. He was in Beyond the Candelabra. He was right. Yeah, he was right. And on top of that, he got stand-up specials all over Hulu and Netflix. Then when you think he that's all he got, my man is an author. He wrote a book. He wrote a book. It's called Your Dad Stole My Rake. And he's currently on radio right now with Fortune Feimster with Netflix on Sirius XM. What a joke. And on top of that, he's a podcaster. Oh, did I mention the NPR thing? Either way, he's been around. The one thing he's been around, he's going to be around Detroit, Michigan on November 1st at the Majestic Theater. There are a limited amount of tickets left. What you want to do, you want to go pick up yours. Very funny dude. The um, show's at 8. or Doors open at 7, but the show's at 8. But if you go to MajesticDetroit.com, if you are in the metro Detroit area, please go to MajesticDetroit.com. Use that promo code, JTWF, to get a deep discount on tickets. Um, well, that's what we got for right now. But everything related to the podcast can be found here at SamShowNation.com. Yes, go to SamShowNation.com. Right there on the homepage and current promotion space, there's a donate button. Hey, hit that donate button. Give whatever makes you feel like a good person, mainly because this has always been a crowdsourced podcast. And we love the people. And we promise that every single red cent goes right back into this podcast and make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. Also, those who want a little bang for their buck, they want to give to the podcast, but show the love to the podcast if they won't. You can always go to samshownation.com. You hit that store link and get all of your Just Talk With Sam podcast swag right there. Whether that be hats, t-shirts, stickers. Hey, whatever you want, it's all right there. Go ahead and go get it at samshownation.com and click that store link. Um, and then, when you get it, rock it, rock the wares, support the podcast, however you want. Speaking of the podcast... You can go to samshownation.com, you hit that podcast link, and you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts right there. Whether you listen to it for the first time, or you just want to hear it again, you want to catch up, you can listen to them all right there on the podcast. Or maybe you listen to podcasts, uh, different services. We're currently wherever podcasts can be heard, such as Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and the granddaddy of them all, Apple Podcasts. Yes, all my Apple people... Click the Apple Podcast link, put in Just Talking With Sam, and you can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast right there. I love when you guys subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Like, hey, I really like Tom Papa. I just found this guy. Five stars. Hey, I really wish this guy shut up and let Tom Papa talk. Five stars. Do it that way. It's all right there. You can go ahead and rate, review the podcast. 
podcast right there. Before we jump into the podcast and our interview with Tom Papa, we got to pay some bills. We got a few sponsors this week. Um, and one of the first sponsors are the good folks at Target. Yes, Target right now, we're about a week away from Halloween. Target knows about that. And Target right now is featuring deals such as buy one, get one, 50% off trick-or-treat candy. And post-Halloween, who are we kidding? It's going to get a little cold. Target is also featuring buy one, get one off uh, sweaters. And 25% off select Xbox and PlayStation video games with order pickup. And on top of that, you can get an extra 15% off. Um, Maybe you want to get real cozy or maybe you just need a new couch. All furniture is off up to 25% and you can get an extra 15% off on all the items I just mentioned. But I'll put it in the promo code AUTUMN at checkout. Yes, that's A-U-T-U-M-N at checkout. So please go ahead. Hit up Target. Your friendly neighborhood Target. One thing I do like about Target though. They do have the order pickup. And like you can go to samshownation.com. You click that link. You order it. You put in you know, whatever you're buying. And then you put it by your friendly neighborhood Walmart. Whatever one that you're coming into. As soon as you hit that hit the button wait about five minutes then you get a um email or text from that walmart uh, excuse me from that target saying hey you got it come get it and it's ready i man it's so convenient i love it so please go to samshownation.com click that target link and shop as you normally would next sponsors to good folks at mlbshop.com Guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but the World Series is going on. And you can support your team. Whether you want them Astros to win it, let's go Houston! Or you want to see the Washington Nationals win. I feel weird either way because I'm a Tigers fan and I'm just watching all the Tigers greats from the past play a game of baseball. So I I guess I win either way. But one way we all can win is if you go to samshownation.com, you click mlbshop.com, and you can get your limited edition World Series gear. You may want to hurry while supplies last um, to celebrate your AL champions as well as your NL champions. On top of that, maybe you don't like either one of those teams. You can get a jump on whatever your team is. I'm a Tigers fan. There's a couple people. There's some Rays fans out there. I know a few of those. Pirates fans. Dodgers. Yankees, well, if you're not still hurt from what just happened, um, hey, White Sox, Red Sox, whatever you are, you can go to samshownation.com, click the mlbshop.com link, and order whatever you want. You can jump on next year because it's free shipping on all U.S. orders over $24 by putting the promo code 24FS at checkout. Some exclusions may apply. So please go to samshownation.com, click the mlbshop.com link, get free shipping on all U.S. orders over uh, $24 by putting in the promo code 24FS at checkout. They want to hurry up because it's a limited time deal. And lastly, and certainly not leastly, the granddaddy of them all, 
Amazon.com. Yes, Amazon.com. Guys, please go to SamShowNation.com. You click the banner on the homepage and current promotions page. Click the Amazon banner and you can... I think one thing my guests would appreciate, if you're a reader, go to Amazon.com. You can just put in Tom Pop in the search bar. You get a lot of great comedy specials. You get a few movies he was in. But one thing I'm pretty sure that he's very proud of is a book he just wrote. And also, available... Um, um, there's an audio book as well as a Kindle. And you can get the book. It's called Your Dad Stole My Rake by my guest, Tom Papa. Yes, Tom Papa um, wrote a book. And I liked it. Like, a lot. I read it um, a while ago. And you also... You feel... I, I'm going to kind of bring this up in the interview. But you feel more at home with Tom Papa. Nope unattended he talks a lot about his home life and his upbringing and how and to some degree you relate because you got characters like that in your family i really like that book i really enjoyed the book and i want you to enjoy the book and maybe you're not a reader maybe like me i'm not a reader there's an audio book you can listen to him it's actually him reading the book so please go to samshownation.com you click that amazon link amazon banner on the homepage of current promotions page of samshownation.com and put in Tom Papa, get the book, Your Dad Stole My Rake. And that's about what I got for right now. What I'm going to do, I'm going to reset these mics. Uh, my guys are here, and uh, we're going to talk to some Tom Papa. See you guys in about 90 seconds. This is Just Talking Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talking Sam Podcast. Put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Tune, Joe. But it's obvious, if you we, we never write this out. Thank you so much. What a great night. Did you enjoy yourself so far? This is amazing. Yeah. I love kids. I love kids. They're so much better than adults. So much better. I'm in a good place, too, with my kids. I'm, in a per- I don't have- I'm done raising them, which is awesome. They're nine and six, which is great. I'm not even kidding. They don't need me anymore. Nine and six, forget it. Today, they don't even need... You should see their Christmas list. It's not even toys. It's like appliances and furniture. I think they have an apartment in Detroit. 
Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Just let them be. And look, I'm with my kids for what? Another nine years. Another nine years. That's all we got. And then they leave. Let's have a good time. I'm not even disciplining them anymore. Just let them have a good time. We'll split as friends. It'll be a good thing. Right? I want them to look back and be like, you know what? Dad was cool. I really liked him. He was a lot of fun. Because they're not going to say that about their mother, so they might as well say it about me. No, it's true. She wakes up just angry. She's so fried. Her eyes open. Did everybody do what they're supposed to do? I'm like, well, what were we supposed to do? I was asleep. And I know we're supposed to back each other up like a united front against these kids. Right or wrong, you back your spouse up. That's the rule. But my wife is so off the charts, I can't do it. I'll lose all my credibility. The kids and I just roll our eyes all day long. She's like, did everybody put the towels away? Now get to bed. They're like, Dad. I'm like, I know. It's not like it stops when you go to sleep. Trust me. I got four more hours of this. I'm raising girls. Love girls. Love girls. Love women. You're great. You have a lot of work to do. A lot of work. It's amazing. Amazing amount of work that women have to do. It's amazing. Just the makeup alone. Just this never-ending art project you're involved in. <laughs> Carrying luggage around your entire lives, filled with art supplies. Brushes and pencils and paints, just painting the same face over and over and over. You're like a crazy Van Gogh with an Etch-a-Sketch. And what are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for? Why do you do it? I don't even get it. It's not for us. We don't care. We don't care. All we care is that you're not a dude. That's all we care. <laughs> the whole image of what a woman is in the culture is demented. It's demented. I don't know how you deal with it. It's something you can't be, and it's something we don't want, right? Every ad for a woman, she's six foot eight, emaciated, with bubble lips, just scowling at us through black mascara. That's not a woman. That's nice on a billboard. What would you do with that if you got it into your house? Seriously, it would be like having a live giraffe in the living room. Knocking over lamps, hiding behind the piano. What do we do with it? I don't know. Feed it Diet Cokes. It seems to like it. not a woman you want a woman a partner for the rest of your life get a strong woman get one with a big back help you mow the lawn once in a while get one with big hips put one kid on each side and still help you move a sofa everyone's attracted to a cool chick when you're young you want a cool chick yeah that's fun for a little while long haul strong chick cool chick gets sick, they're weak, they end up on the couch, I don't feel good. Strong chick stands there at the stove just stirring all day long. Welcome home, what do you want? I am making borscht. What time is cuddle time? Get a strong woman, especially now, because dad's getting no respect. That is over. That is over. 
When I was having kids, I figured, well, I'll be like my dad. I'll be the king of the castle. I'll make people and rule them. That doesn't exist. That's an old version of dad. There's a new kind of dad now. Now you're part mom, part dad. It's ridiculous. My father used to take naps on a Saturday afternoon. Just used to lay out in the middle of the playroom. My mother would freak out. Get out of the house. Your father's sleeping. Get outside. It's your father. I try and sleep, people are poking me in the face. Literally, opening my eyes. Are you awake? Are you awake? We need you to hook up the Wii. Hook up the Wii. Hook up the Wii. No one knows the remotes. Hook up the Wii! Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, mics actually work. Hey, our mics work. Um, yeah, that was my man. Tom Popper giving us a little comedy. Tom Popper will be here in the Detroit metropolitan area. Please go to Majestic Theater and check out. He's going to be here the November 1st show. Please go to MajesticTheater.com and get your tickets. And also, excuse me, I said that wrong. MajesticDetroit.com and get your tickets. And if you put in the promo code JTWS. You will get a deep discount on the tickets that are still available. You may want to hurry up because they're flying. They're flying off the shelves to see my man Tom Popper. Tom Popper will be calling into the show. I'll have a sit down. I'll have a sit down, chat with him. I need you to ask him something. For Mainly because I'm a fan. Can you ask him something for me? About what? That show. I used to love that show. Be more specific. He was the, in a few. The game show he used to do with the married couples. Oh, the marriage ref. Yeah. Yeah, I got to jump into that, that because I, I got to be honest. That. I need a marriage ref. Don't Just all the time. Amen. And I love that show. Like, just jumping into Tom Papa. I've been a fan of his for a while. I've been rocking with him just as far as the stand-up, but now he didn't branched off and the uh, Acting, he's a book. I've I've been reading his book, and um, I feel good about it because like it's a book where you may he makes you feel good about reading the book because the first chapter or first like little thing about the book he says like uh, congratulations for reading because look man you got kids you got uh, you got a lot of things that you should be doing right now other than reading but you carved out time for me to write this so so like you start off your first chapter is the fact that you you know made time for this book so you know it makes you feel hype whenever you read it and I read the book and I feel good about that radio host him and Fortune Feimster the podcast come to Papa he got that NPR boy man he everywhere and then he gave us like he was like alright look I want to chop alright he's coming to Detroit right November 1st at the Majestic Theater when you buy your tickets put in JTWS so you can go ahead get that deep discount I want to take a plug now look man I don't want my people who listen to this podcast paying full price you the plug yeah I am that guy you gotta say I'm the plug yeah alright whatever you ain't say it you gotta say it here's what I am saying why are you not I'm the plug thank you I'm the plug go to Majestic Detroit twice now you're paying like 20 cent now. Cause okay, Brandon, you going to. Majestic Detroit. Hey, <laughs> you want to see Tom Papa? This is my man. 
Like, he was in one of our favorite movies that we spent the entire podcast talking about. Beyond the Cablabra. Oh, Lord. Hey! Beyond was the that what? not... First off, Beyond that was the gayest, but... Was it? Was it? Yes, it was it a was. good... No, it was gay as shit. Bruh. Oh, no, but that was it. Was it was a good movie. He was right. Don't watch that movie at night by yourself. Watch it in the daytime. No, remember, I had, to, I had to have that with the door open. I was like, I don't want y'all seeing this. It was a good-ass movie. It was a great movie. It was gay as shit, but it was a good fucking movie. The Liberace Matt movie. Damon and fucking... Um, uh... His daddy. Michael Douglas. Yeah. But he was Ray. He was the it manager. Was, it he wasn't was, that gay. I've seen gayer. It's not a competition, man. I've seen gayer. Have you seen gay porn? Once right. again, family you show. You ain't seen this gay my man Todd Popper. He's a funny creep. I'm just going to whisk you. away. All right. Um, one on thing on. that we got to do since we parents, everybody at this table, um, we waiting on the phone call. I'm looking at my phone for him to call immediately. So I can, anybody else want to jump in on this interview? Anybody else? Just as long as you're asking be. about the marriage ref, I'm pretty much okay. I would not be. L- no. Look at this. Sam, do all the heavy lifting. Don't embarrass us. You like to talk. We just be in the Sam's Yeah, I'm on time. I, I get it. When Your it becomes, name's on the door. When it becomes just talk with Sam or just talk with Sam and Tasha and or Sam Brandon. talking to them. Sam talk, just talking with Sam and yeah, them. They ain't the name of the show. Just talking with Sam. I've been over here for a number of people, celebrities. That, okay. Hey, just sit back and watch me just do my sh- Yes. Yeah. Just talking with Sam, not right. Sam and What right. he's saying is you're very good at it. All right. And continue on. But here's what we are going to do. That's not what I'm saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I just, this is Thank called you. a half as a segue. Just keep going because I got my questions right here. Do what you do? One of the things that um, we got to get ready for because next week, well, this week, sorry, it's Halloween. It's my favorite time of the year. One of my favorite times of the year. What's the other? And it's the most stressful. Tax season. Nah. Maybe for you. Um, you, you know my Is real no nah, my one uno favorite time of the year, the week after Christmas, when it's just nothing. Don't come over my house. You done in these stores? You ain't ripping and running. I can just sit down. I can eat on my turkey. I can catch up over Netflix. I could catch up on up. Because ain't nothing happening. You ain't going to a club. You ain't doing this. You ain't doing that. Uh, you. I, I guess we are different. Chill. Because my favorite zone. time of the year is Thanksgiving and then tax season. No, here, here's why I don't like tax season. Because if you do it right, you owe them money. Hello. So, tax season. Okay. Take the hit. We got to, we got to find ways. Take the hit. Okay. When tax season show up. Hey man, I, I, I yeah, I'm, right. do, I'm doing one of those. That is a shyster. No, uh, okay. okay, Pam. I am not talking about you. I love Pam. Pam. Not a shyster in a negative way. I'm sorry, Pam. See, here we, not here a shyster. How is shyster not in the negative? Let me say this. Yes. What, talk, what, what would you like to talk about Halloween? What I will say is she will find a way to get you something back. That's what I'm saying. Not shyster in a negative way, but she'll squeeze it and get you something. She'll she, she, she do it. I've never, if I owe the government nope, $18,000 this year. Hold on, yeah. wait. I want you to mark this in your brain. As the point, I have to owe the government roughly fifteen grand. Because, because, and I can see Pam doing this. Oh, I heard your show. You didn't cut that out? Pam, you know, it's time Papa was calling. It wasn't in a negative way, Pam. 
I'm just saying you're good at what you do. Hey, guess what I've just found keep out? Keep hope alive. Guess what I just found out? Mm-hmm. I'm filing separately this year. <laughs> By myself. Whatever. No one else. Whatever gets us the most money back. That's what. Well, well, look, guys, you're sitting here. You're talking about money. I like to save people money. And I want them to see my man Tom pop at the Majestic Theater. Go to the MajesticDetroit.com. The link's in all of our social medias. And when you click that link and the promo code, you put JTWS, you can get a deep discount. You can see my man. You can have a nice, good time. You can hang out uh, with your folks. Maybe you can bring the kids. He's a clean comic. He makes some jokes. Yeah, he is. He don't give me that box. Would you stop it? I just, it's just, it's just, it's hard. It's really hard. But one thing I want to do while we're on the subject of comics and people making people laugh, I want to give a shout out to my boys Bash and Z before I jump into this Halloween thing. Listen to Bash and Z. Excuse me, act accordingly with Bash and Z because those are my guys. We rock with them. Our, for lack of a better term, sister podcast. Mainly because um, you can listen to it wherever podcasts can be heard. Um, and they should be here. They break down the Jeremy Renner things on ways we did not think about. So please check those guys out. Do you know? While we getting ready for Halloween, we've here. known these people for like eighteen years. Hey, and that's what make the chemistry between the two. That makes you old. Oh yeah, I, I admit that. Look at the gray hairs, man. Like I cut my hands off. We know. So I can't do that, man. No, that's see, wisdom. So, well, this uniform regulation. No, I get that. I can lie and you won't know. But I will say this, man. We all grown. That's a a nice hand-fisted segue that we all grown. Indeed. This Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Jesus, it's quick. Thursday is Halloween. Next Thursday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to say, man, you got to take your kids out. I know I got to take my little boy out. Um, Yeah. It's going to be cold and shit. And then plus the rain. No, or you could be lazy like those other people. Um, I was on the phone today, you know, just checking Gmail before we got on these mics and all the stuff. There's this petition going out Mm -hmm. that they want to change the date of Halloween. Not 31st, but they want to change it like, you know how like... um, Like Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the fourth week of November. It's like a fixed holiday. Now they want to do it the third Saturday of October. I'm for that. No, I'm so against that. And I'll tell you why. Because we're always, you know, since it's, we've, I think we've gotten like one weekend since we've been doing the Halloween thing as a family. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, if it's on a fixed day, we get to, we get to enjoy the weekend all the time. But here's why I don't. Here's why I don't want that. But it takes it away because the thirty first is like a. You know, we know that's the, we know that's Halloween. We're not guessing like. Okay, so what side of the fish you on? I'm just saying I understand it. Here's how. I, here's how I put it. The thirty first been the thirty first since the thirty first. Look, do you know how many times I've almost suffocated because my mama. Bought the plastic mask with like a pinhole right by the nose, and if anything happened, and it didn't come to your nose. Oh my god! <laughs> you know how I many times I almost died for a Snickers? Chicken, chicken, chicken. Then on top of that, this like this like the two hundred house I've been. Yeah, you have a you sweating. You have a rubber band 
hold it like you cut the circulation off to your hand. You got this rubber band. But that, for some reason, if you remember when we were kids, we would trick or treat to like fucking twelve F forever. Thirty. Right, I, yeah. I give you and a perfect then, example. And, and then till you, you saw know, cops. No, and it, not even that, man. I please. And then you know, for some reason, I guess we can attribute it to. Global warming, which I don't, I'm not going to say. I'm not you. saying it's global warming. I'm not me. going to have with you. Look, but we it, are in the Midwest. It was, it was significantly warmer when we were kids and we were trick or treating. Look, here you go, and I'm going to take a page from my daddy. My book. oldest is seven. I've taken him trick or treating ever since he was able to walk. Yeah. That's three. It's been raining and cold. It has. That for Every night. No, years. no, I got out of my kid is six. So out of. Six years, I got two where the weather was like all right for you to be out there. All right for you. I'm I'm talking about in relative to how when we, we, we ain't talking about that. I said no. all right, all right for you. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. As a kid, we, 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 no, in relative to what I was just <clears throat> to what I was just talking about. Yeah. Well, if you compare that to where our kids are now, like, dude, I'm taking my. I'm taking my kids out. You called me last year saying, hey, where we at? We stepped out of your house. And yeah, you know, was, I, I, I told you, I'm taking my kids out trick-or-treating too. Nigga, it was still, it was drizzling and like, hold on, but 40? You do the same thing. I Look, here's what my parents taught me. My dad, primarily. All right, look. You dress like Spider-Man. Spider-Man fight crime in the winter. <laughs> How bad do you want these Snickers? Spider-Man to get out uh, Look Look now <laughs> It's like 40 degrees out there Now you Put on some thermos Under the Spider-Man Over it Whatever You remember them parents last year They was driving along As their kids trick-or-treated in the car in the heat Yeah I don't do that Like their kids that. was born Yeah I, I've, I've seen that No Mine my is wife earn it and I did do that I got out the car Earn it I got out the car I walked with my boys House to house And as you went from house to house she drove, made my kids go up, they come back, she sent the candy, go next time we did that. Like back, I mean, back when I don't know if y'all remember this, like recreation centers used to do like um shut ins and stuff. I know three of them. Yeah. They still do. I went to one when I was probably like six or seven. No nah, man, that's young. that that no like Alright, that is no. the disease capital of the world. I was right under there, ten. Man. I was under ten and I was a ninja turtle for Halloween. Because you know, all the girls was like pretty princesses <clears> and all this other stuff. I behind wanted to be a ninja turtle. Yeah, okay. and I don't regret that. Sorry. I used to love the Ninja Turtles. All right, look, he's a little bull dagger, and I'm wrong with all it. All what? Nigga, you're not gonna just call me no bull dagger. I just wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. I okay. like the Ninja Turtles. Hey, 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 I, I don't discriminate against nobody. I'm glad you changed it, nigga. It's not about LGBTQ. Wow, whatever. Y'all are not gonna lump me and be LGBTQ as IJK Elementary P. Look today, the word is plus. Plus size, I take that one. Alright, look. You can't... Alright, how many causes are you fighting for at this point? I don't, I'm not trying to be LGBT. All I said, I was a Ninja Turtle. And all the little girls wanted to be pretty princess. Alright, you know, you know what? I love witch. I'm different. Witch Turtle. What was I? No, you can't do that. It was only one girl turtle. No, it wasn't. I was a boy turtle. Okay. I'm talking to him at this point because you are not helping yourself. I think I was the one that had red. The red one. It was only one girl turtle. And she had the light blue... Uh, Mass. Oh, you talking, nigga? I'm Venus. talking about. I'm talking about I'm, oh, we talking fifth I'm season talking when they ran out of fucking storyline. Think about when we, how old we was, 
10 and under. How, how long ago was that? Hey, look. Whatever you did at the shut-in at the house, I'm trying to stop the shut-in talk. All I'm saying is... Yeah, there's a lot more of the stories do not send your kids to shut-ins. Thank you. Yeah, we all do that. We do that then. Well, my mama shit me off. Well, hey, that is a... Woo! We just gonna keep this rolling. Because I know, growing up, my mom and dad, you had to grow up. Alright, here's what you had to do. You had to be whatever character you were. You had to be in by... Now, the rule of thumb was streetlights. But if you could hit five or six more houses after streetlights, <clears throat> then you had to go get a parent. If you could hit five or six after streetlights, yeah. you had to go get a parent. On your block. On your block, exactly. That's different. But if you go off we the block. We are really dating ourselves. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. You know that right. Hey, we had Devil's Night. So you you had to go get I don't get hear that no more, but still. And I didn't even really used to go to church. We went to Hallelujah Night at the church. All right, look. First oh, of all, that's that, that is a, that's just extra candy and shit. No, that's not saying. I right, get to be Batman right. twice. No, three times. Now, all right, Hallelujah. Wait, Hallelujah Houses. Hallelujah Houses. They call it Harvest Parties now. Harvest Parties, Hallelujah, hallelujah Houses. It's the same thing. It's, it's another. It's a, it's another one. Yeah, church church refused to say Halloween. All right, here's the deal with Halloween. All right, when the church did it. Here's how the church did it. You had to abide by the rules. You couldn't be a ghost, a witch. Yeah, yeah nothing. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't be nothing said. evil. Which was like... I you, the pastor's son would come in there with the... Never mind. All right. All right. First of all, one day, me and you going to have a podcast about your past. And we going to break this down. And I'm going to see the left turn that I got to deal with for the rest of my life. However, there's a group that? of people listening to me right now. Who may or may not be going to the Majestic Theater to see my man Tom Popper by hitting Majestic Detroit, putting in JTWS at checkout for the deep discount. That is, I got to do this a few more times. But now that we got this going, when I get my kid now, in present day, you know, non-scandal free, I don't know what what down in her life. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta have that talk like my dad. Had with me. Like, look, it's 40 degrees outside. It's raining. Do you want this? Like, my son right now, he's going to be Captain America. I got to look at him. Hey, sure you don't want to put some pants on under the Captain America, boy? Wait a minute. That's what you're going to be? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, what's up? I got Captain America, Hulk, and Spider-Man. All right, it's going to be some dueling shields. Because I am not going back to Target proud sponsor the podcast. I am positive. I bought that at Target hard. I, I am positive that, no, no, Captain America, Spider-Man, and Black Panther. All right, girl. I am positive that our kids will probably fight. Not each other, but everybody else. Like, You know what? That is a bridge I'm going to have to cross. My only thing is, if they have to fight. They fight the thing I hate about Halloween the most. Second most, I said it. Um, I'm gonna say this, and I'm 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 ready to argue this because y'all ain't gonna change my mind. The prepackaged sexy costumes. Oh like God, a sexy that bugs me so much. You don't want to be a sexy. All right, so ch- okay, okay. 
Let's let's walk him down because he doesn't know what's going on. I don't. All right. So there's a such thing. All right. You're a married man, right? Yeah. So you are aware that there is a concept of a sexy costume. Mm-hmm. I would imagine you have three kids. You have had the sex. You've had it at least three times. That that is, and I'm being, you know, facetious, but. I mean, anyone, that's how math works, right? Yes, I have had sex okay. at least three times. There you go. Okay, go ahead. So you are familiar with the concept of a sexy costume. Okay. Now, there are these things. Now, what well, has always kind of been around, but not kind of like really got out of hand. Pre-packaged, sexy, air quotes, costumes. So they take the thing you like, and they sexify it, which means they don't need to give you more. All right, so check this out. Hand to God. When I was getting his Captain America um, uniform, right? Costume. There's this thing called Sexy Mr. Rogers. It's for, more than likely, it's for ladies, right? Stop it. It's a, No, no, just stay with me. Just stay with me. It's like a sweater in like what can Panties. be best described Panties. as Panties. big panties. No, those are draws. Like, I can't... I, look. Big panties are draws. Okay. Alright. To make you feel better, boy shorts. Boy shorts. Now, What's how many name? times have you seen Fred Rogers? Would you like to see a picture? In your life. Oh, I would. Pull it up. Pull, pull the picture up. I have seen Fred Rogers in my life. Next. Every day after school, growing up. Right. I have never seen butt cheeks of Fred Rogers. You shouldn't, because you couldn't have... Not one time! Not one there. time I have seen Fred Rogers' butt cheeks. This is sexy Mr. Rogers' costume. I know it's a visual on a podcast. Here's but. all three angles. Let me see that one a little closer. Here, here we go. No, no. Let me just hold the phone. I think I just found out something about you. <laughs> she doesn't got no ass. But still, but I understand. It if make it was effort. somebody, it is very provocative. For no, but you see what I'm saying? It's like unnecessarily provocative. I'm not being yeah. like... A, no. If the, the character allows it to be... I like how you said I that. I gave you a perfect example. The unnecessarily provocative. I get because that. Because it's Fred and, Rogers. And I'm with that on that because we all, especially for our generation, we know how... Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, the train, and all it's that other bullshit. So many other costumes. I give you an example. If you like, I saw for instance, I saw. Remember when Lil Kim wore the purple outfit and had her titty hanging out? I remember right. that. There's a costume like that. That makes sense. Now that's supposed to look like that. Okay. That's supposed to be sexy, but a sexy Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool looks like an avocado. His yeah, whole thing is a bodysuit. No, 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 no. But no, no, no. Deadpool. Right. Not you. Not you. Look, look at the picture. I'm, you see no, I'm not saying no to you. I'm talking about. I was saying no, I saw. I got you. I got you. Yeah. But Deadpool whole thing. Now that I'm coming here to my heart. His whole thing is to wear a bodysuit because he has like flesh eating cancer. So I don't need anyone seeing this. No. Like I don't need for them to this, take things that Deadpool. children enjoy and make them sexy. Like you got sexy, um, sexy the toy, the little uh, monsters from Toy Story, the little green things that was in the um, yeah, yeah. that was in the claw machine. Put that up. Here, yeah, I got that one for you. Hold on. But what I'm, but I'm about talking that, about as far as body suits with like you can take like Batman, Superman. All right, look, look. Now you remember the claw from Toy Story? Does that look like the claw from Toy Story? No. The claw toys. I've seen a Wonder Woman outfit. 
That makes sense. Wait a second. Wait a second. Harley Quinn outfit also makes sense. In my opinion, no. Hold on, hold on. Which Harley Quinn are we talking? Now you can go the newer style with the T-shirt. That even, makes sense. They even have a so sexy. Harley Quinn, and within context, we talking about right. They now. even have a sexy traffic light costume. All right. I'll see it. That. It, it, that. it ain't, it ain't that. as sexy as it sounds. Let, let me see that. She ain't got no panties. All Listen. I'm getting at is, is this. I I wanted to have Aaron over here, you know, our resident cosplayer, our resident, because she get down on this. I don't know her opinion on this. Okay. But, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. No, no, come on. Before we jump into this, my phone lighting up. This is my man, Tom Pop. Hold on, let me, let me, let me. Because we'll get into do this. Do what you do, Smooth. All right, here we go. All right. Well, Tom, thank you so much for calling into the podcast, man. I have been a big fan of yours for quite some time, and you're a very busy guy. Very busy. You're right. Yeah. A lot of jobs. Like, right now, you're coming to Detroit. You're going to be at the Majestic Theater on um, Friday, the 1st of November. And, I mean, who are we kidding? Just looking at your resume, you are you're a stand-up comic, actor, author, radio host, podcaster. I, I got to know, with all the project that you're currently into right now, does stand-up re- remains your first love? Yeah, stand-up is definitely... Definitely, I think the the most fun. You know, you can be in a ring with people, and it's alive, and you, it's it's exciting, and it's you know, it's always different. Uh, you know, all the other stuff is great, and I love doing the radio. I love acting and doing all that stuff, but it's really just so more people start to know that who I am and what a good stand up I am, and uh, and show up at the shows. Also, when you talk about who you are lately, um, I know this is going to come up, so I just want to pull the scab off right now. Like, bread baking. Like, I watch Baked, and me and my wife, we sit down and we watch Baked, especially since you hit a few spots in Detroit. Um, some things we knew, sometimes some things you opened our eyes to, mainly because, you know, you're around it so much, you kind of forget it's there, you kind of drive past it. Um <laughs> Where did it start? Where did your love for baking start? Uh, I just really, uh, really just got kind of hooked into it when a friend of mine, we were writing on the show called Red Oaks on, uh, on Amazon. And my buddy was telling me that he bakes bread and he went through the whole process of it, how you have the sourdough starter and it sounded like science fiction, like you have flour and water in a bowl and yeast that's floating in the air and stuff goes into it and eats it and becomes alive and I was telling my family this story and my daughter uh, for Christmas got me started a sourdough starter for me and I always say that was like the that was like the uh, best acting I've ever done was on Christmas morning pretending that a bowl of goo is actually a good <laughs> present <laughs> but it ended up being an amazing present because I started doing it and I just got really good at it and I just kept spraying the word. I didn't even know that that's how bread was made, you know, like this, this organic way of making it. And I just started spreading the word and talked on some podcasts and the Food Network. Heard that when I travel around as a comedian and visit all these bakeries, they decided, well, let's make it into a show. And uh, we have one season and I, I'm trying to see if I can get the next season going. They're going to run it on the cooking channel tomorrow night, actually. And... Uh, 
and next week. So I'm they're starting to poke around again. So I'm hoping to make some more. But I have to say, and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you. Uh, Detroit was hands down my favorite episode. Yeah, I gotta know. Like you're coming here uh, for your stand-up gig on the first of November. Um, I gotta know. Are you going to try to find new places, or are you just going to revisit some of the places that you did in that episode? Um, well, when I come, well, I'm not doing bakes when I come out to see you. Yeah, I know, I know. I just mean personally. Oh, personally, <laughs> uh, you know what? I I kind of feel like if I can run into some new places, that's fine. But I really there's two places because uh, those chicken and waffles and sister pie, which I swear to you, I think about them almost daily. <laughs> oh, Cuzzo's is awesome. I I swear by that place. So good. That's oh, so my God. You, you go often? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, if you can get a seat, because sometimes it gets a little crowded. Yeah, I can imagine. That uh, place was so good. And the... the uh, the, uh, the owner was amazing, and the staff in the back were just hilarious. Those, those guys were so great. I gotta know. Like, I I just kind of want a hard pivot right now because I have been reading your book. Um, actually, I just finished it. Your dad stole my rape. And one thing, thank you, because this is the first book I ever got that has a congratulations for just turning the page. So, <laughs> you know, I wasn't even thinking about that until, like, I read it and it was like, congrats for reading, put aside, you know, finding the time to read. And I thought that was pretty cool. So now, like, it made it more motivating to read the book. But when you, that book is truly about your family and friends in the book but I like it because I got people like that in my my inner circle um, did you find that that start resonating with a lot of people? Oh yeah, I mean that's why I wrote the book whenever I would be doing my stand up and people would come up and they would say, you know I talk a lot about family and my stand up they would always say that are you listening, like how did you get in my bedroom, how do you know, how do you know my husband, or how, how do you know everything about my wife and I realized, oh, this is, I'm talking about more than just my family. This is resonating with everybody. We're actually so much more alike than we are different. It's, it's pretty crazy. So I, that's why I even say in the beginning of the book, I said, this really is a book about all of you and your people and your family. And, uh, and I, it's, you know, I always try and, try and live like an independent life and try and not always follow the herd and, do my own thing, but man, it doesn't matter how hard you try and be different, we are so much alike. <laughs> oh man. It's like, uh, if you tell me stuff about your kids or your family or your mom and dad or your wife or whatever, I would, I would know exactly what you're talking about. We all go through the exact same thing. Now one thing that the book kind of threw me for a loop is it gave me a little insight to you. Um, I mean, every time I see you, whether it be acting, as a comedian, um, you give like this wholesome family guy smiley image. But in the book it shows like you kind of got a bit of a mean streak. You've been a hero at times. For some reason you were a deadhead. And can you tell me a little bit about Flintstone? Uh, Flintstone was was a kid in my school. I was talking about I forget the name of the essay. I think it was School Sucks. And I, I think uh, I was talking about how you want to protect your children from 
the meanness of the world, but you can't protect them from other children. And kids on kids, they just find any weakness you have and they just exploit it. <laughs> and they, they, let you ha they let you have it. There was a kid in my class, he was actually a friend of mine, and he had a head exactly like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> and everybody just called this guy Flintstone. And I know, like, to this day, even if people aren't in his office calling him Flintstone, He's looking in the mirror and thinking, man, I'm still Flintstone. Because <laughs> that stuff sticks. And you know, when I went around to do my book tour, I had a, a kid came up, a guy now, a man came up, and he was a kid in my school, and he actually said that I was one of the nicest guys to him. And he had this wandering eye kind of a thing, and people used to tease him, and he was new to the school. And I don't even remember this, but I took him under my wing, and uh, I told the other kids to, uh, to back off. I always had kind of a, an affection for the little guys, the ones who uh, were always getting picked on. And uh, so it was cool that this guy came and, and uh, even he brought up the same, the same chapter where kids were just getting abused. And he was like, no, man, you were actually one of the nice ones while I was being abused. <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, man. That makes, that makes me feel pretty good. Um, one thing, I kind of want to jump around, I mean, like I said, you have a lot, um, and a lot of your work throughout your career has kind of like some way been in the, somewhere in the zeitgeist of my family or myself, and I just kind of want to jump around your career a bit, because one thing that you used to do, um, I know it is not your call, necessarily, but uh, Marriage Ref. That is one of the one things me and my family used to sit around and watch every Sunday. No one had the same opinion, but for 30 to an hour, depending on the episode, we will all shut up. Uh, I gotta know, when you talk about like more alike than differences, that came in my mind that because that really brought our family together watching someone go through an argument i'm pretty sure that comes up today yeah for sure you know it's it's a shame that show didn't continue uh there were some problems with the network and the producers they were always fighting and stuff so i think that had, they kind of took the love away from it but when i swore people always come up still this day and bring up that show they really miss it because the whole goal of that show, you know, I was the marriage ref, and I would, I would be brought in to solve your marital marital fight. The idea being that when you're in a marriage and you fight, no one's ever going to be the winner. You, so you have to bring in this guy, this marriage ref from the outside. He'll finally end the argument once and for all. So many people. Married people loved it because it just showed everything that we argue about. Nothing like big and divorce consequential. This was like the guy with too many throw pillows on his bed or, uh, you know, no one clean the, the cat litter. Stuff like that, like little stuff. But man, it really resonated with married couples. And since that show's been off the air, there's nothing really in real life for Some married couples to. Yeah, to have a fun time with and kind of tackle real problems, but also have a, a, a real laugh with it. And it makes you feel like you're less alone. And uh, yeah, I, I always play around the idea of bringing back another version of that because I, I can tell you, you can tell from the people's reaction when I'm on tour that 
nothing's filled that void yet. Man, I know I need one in my marriage. I mean, like, I, I would love a ref just to kind of like... <laughs> Just to kind of like help. Maybe I was wrong on this one, but um, yeah. I kind of need another set of eyes on this. Um, yeah. One, you were in one of my uh, favorite movies, uh, Beyond uh, Before the Candelabra. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You played Ray Arnett. I gotta know. Did you meet the Ray Arnett, the real Ray Arnett, or did you just kind of go by what you read because you locked yeah. down that, you locked down that character to what we think we know from books and documentaries and such. Yeah, yeah. No, I never I never met him. The Steven Soderbergh, the director, met him and uh and he told me a little bit about him. I actually didn't want to meet him. I just wanted to kinda of do what I thought was this guy's kinda of essence and apparently I I nailed it. But uh, I never actually got a chance to meet him. I was so lucky to be a part of that movie though. That was uh that was really a good one. Like right now, I know I'm jumping around a lot, so, but you're doing live from here. Um, yeah. I gotta know, how were you asked to do that? And did the person who asked you, this is a two part question, did they ever listen to your show Come to Papa? Because it's almost a dead ringer for it. Yeah, well, that's why they came to get me. Uh, you know, I always loved Perry Home Companion, and I really love Gareth and Keeler. I just think he's one of the greatest most prolific writers that we've had and I l always loved that show but I always thought as a kid what would Terry Home be like if it was in the hands of comedians instead of you know folk groups and things like that so I started Come to Papa as my version of Prairie Home Companion where I would have different comedians we'd have some music but mostly it was standing comedians and sketches and funny monologues and stuff okay. and so I had been writing sketches and doing everything that they wanted me to do on Live From Here, which was very home companion at the time, when they uh, came and started talking to me. Chris Steely was the new host. Garrison had moved on. And they needed somebody to deal with the spoken word because Chris is this amazing musician, but they didn't have a, someone that could write like in the same vein that Garrison was doing. So when they came and asked me if I would uh, be interested in it, I was like, you don't understand. I've been training for this job for the last five years. <laughs> so it's just like this real natural fit. And to be able to do a monologue, I do this monologue on there called Out in America. And the first time I was able to stand at the uh, Fitzgerald Theater and just do my monologue, which I, you know, I don't pretend that it's, the news from Lake Wobegon that Garrett's been doing for 30 years, but just that I had a crack at doing my little version of it in the same place where he had done that legendary show was kind of a highlight. It was like one of those things in, in your career where you're like, wow, how did this, how did I get here? This is a, this is a cool little path, and I really felt like I had accomplished something. All right, and like just... Over your career, I know you say you've been training for this, we're coming to Papa, but over this career, you've like developed a reputation as being just a standout MC, whether that just be as a comic, on variety shows. I, does that translate at home? Are these unique skills to being a good host? Uh, do you bring that type of energy when you come home and you're just like Mr. I don't know, good housekeeping or good MC? Uh, 
Um, yeah, I don't, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I've never had that question asked that way before, but I think you're right. I, I love hosting at my house. I'm always, we're always inviting people over. I love to cook and, of course, bake the bread. Always, like, my house is always the place where all of our friends kind of get together. And even with my wife and kids, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I'm more like, uh... I'm more like a, a little bit of an orchestrator <laughs> than I am like really the disciplinarian or the or anything else. I just kind of like I like when things I have a sense of people and energy, and I like to keep things positive and moving along in a good direction. So uh, yeah, well, I probably fail a lot of times when I'm <laughs> home. <laughs> I still uh, that is my role. Well, um, one thing I've seen that role show up on uh, Series XM with What a Joke with Fortune Feimster. Uh, yeah, yeah. First of all, I love that show. And be honest with us right now. Is that just an elaborate way to hang out with Fortune and your friends? Because your connection is so <laughs> strong. That it's just, it's just a, I, I got to know. Is that just a quick way just to hang with people you love? Yeah, I think that's why they asked me to do it. I think they knew that. I know and have great relationships with so many comedians. I mean, I, you know, I know all these people. Very rarely does someone show up who I don't know. And and I, the coolest part about it, and I had this a little when I was doing Come to Papa as an interview show. You realize when you're with somebody, and you know this from doing your show, you can know somebody really well in your life, but it's only in, it's not until you start interviewing them that you actually ask the questions that you would never ask in real life. So, like, I could be really tight with uh, with Jim Gaffigan or Seinfeld, but it's not until we're sitting there and they're across from me with the microphone that I could actually ask, like, what were you feeling when that show went off the air? Like, real in-depth questions, which you don't really ask when you're hanging out. So... I think Netflix was pretty smart in asking me to do it just because of that, because they knew that comedians would show up and they'd be willing to play. And then I all take the credit and say that I was pretty smart in asking Fortune to be my co-host, because I just had, that was purely instinct. I just, we knew each other a little bit, like we'd run into each other. And we just had a blast whenever we saw each other, but in short little doses, I kind of flight or backstage or show. But I just knew, you know, the whole key when you're working with someone like that and you're trying to do a show where you're funny is you want to know that they draw the funny out in you. You want to be, some people you get around and your humor just kind of fades away. But with Fortune, I knew I could get with her. We don't even need this. We could just hang out and talk for two hours by ourselves and it'll go every day. And uh, and I was right on that one for sure. She's amazing, and we have a blast together. Hey, I, and quite honestly, I I see that connection, and to kind of piggyback on what you just said. That yeah, you do get that um, direct answer, and you know when you're with a microphone in front of someone, and you know what, I wasn't going to ask this question. But since you kind of sort of brought it up, other than a kick-ass name, Come to Papa, when the actual sitcom of Come to Papa ended, what did you take away? What did you learn? Because after that, you just became a wrecking ball of a comedian. You became just 
you became Mr. MC that we were talking about before. So I got to know that was kind of like a blessing in disguise, right? In a way, I mean, you know, look, I would have loved for that show. It was my first time I ever did, and I would have loved for it to be a show for nine years. That would have been great, and I would have uh, been very wealthy. But, <laughs> I, uh, but you know, it happened so early in my career, I, w I wasn't even really prepared for it. And so I was kind of naive about it. So when it went away, I didn't... I, it stung. We only did four episodes of it, and it stung when they canceled it. But I quickly realized they can take that stuff away. You cannot cast me in a movie, or you can kill my sitcom, but you can't stop me from being stand-up comedian. And within a month from my being canceled, I was driving back onto NBC's lot and doing the Tonight Show, and. I was, that really showed me if I work really hard at being a great stand-up, they can't stop this part of me. So NBC cancels my TV show, fine. But NBC is still paying me to show up at the Tonight Show because my stand-up is valuable and that stand-up is valuable only because I dedicate all my time and energy into it and just try and be as great as I possibly can. And uh, so yeah, it was a bit of a blast. It made me realize, don't ever leave the stand-up behind, because that is the one thing in show business that is totally in my control. That makes sense. And this is my last yeah. question. Once again, you're going to be here at the Majestic Theater in Detroit doing stand-up. But one thing I'm very curious about, especially with any stand-up that has their hand in multiple projects like yourself, can you kind of sort of tell where your audience is coming from at the show? You're like, oh, you're baked people, or you're live from here people, or you remember me from this movie. Can you just, without talking to them, can you kind of pick and choose, like, oh, I know this person knows me from. A little bit. You know, I've been a regular on Joe Rogan's podcast, and those those guys are really easy to pick out. <laughs> I have this weird, I have this weird uh, thing that like you'll see if you come to the theater. There's like a mix of NPR people that come, and, you know, that group is, you know, more middle-aged, more family, couples, that kind of thing. And then they've got the Rogan guys who are... Uh, dudes with beards <laughs> and then I've got some big fans who you can tell that they like to eat <laughs> and uh, and then some Rob Zombie fans who uh, you know because I did a couple projects with him so those guys show up they're always a, a little covered in tattoos and it's kind of cool that you have like this stretch of audiences but there's a common denominator with all of them like they all kind of are cool people they all just like having a good time family's important to them and they kind of like that's the thing that kind of unites them all but from first glance I can pretty much tell what they've seen me in <laughs> oh that's cool do like the baked people smell like bread or they bring bread to you or something that's so yeah that was the best one. Oh, really I was just joking seriously no, for real. They uh, they they show up uh, whenever I, I'll come. Almost every show I do, there's some baked backstage. People bring me pies and cookies or bread that they made or bread that they bought from their favorite bakery. Yeah, that's one of the uh, the blessings and the curses of <laughs> doing that bake show. Well, you always got a free meal, sorta. Of. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gotta hang with the Rogan guys. Get that off you. See, it all works full circle. Yeah, it's good. I'll take it. Well, Tom, I know you only got us for a few minutes. We're going to get off here. I just want to say thank you. I look forward to seeing you when you're here on the 1st at the Majestic. And just much success, my friend. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the support. Good talking to you. Uh, good talking to you too, Tom. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Gay men scare me. Gay men scare me because they care about the same things that women care about, but with the aggression of men. It's a dangerous combination. <laughs> like if my wife sees a friend of hers who's gained a little weight, she'll rip her apart but be very tactful about it, you know. It looks like Barbara might have put on a pound or two. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Our gay friend's like, please, she's a walrus. <laughs> Look at her whiskers. Oh. Like, women will redecorate maybe a room or two, maybe a half bath if they get excited. <laughs> Gay men will redecorate an entire city if they don't like it. I lived in Chelsea here in town. It was a hellhole. It was rat-infested, graffiti-covered. And when the gay community finally moved in, they got to Chelsea, looked around, and said, Hell no. This will not do. And they dressed up like construction workers in jeans and work boots. <laughs> Suspenders and no shirts. And they tore that place to the ground. And what has emerged is a pottery barn heaven. Everywhere you go, it smells like candles. Gay men make everything better. Yeah, it should be their slogan. Now some comedy from my man, Tom Papa. I taught Matt. That was a great interview. You could catch him on the 1st of November at the Majestic Theater. Please get your tickets. There are limited tickets available right now. Go to MajesticDetroit.com and put in the promo code JTWS at checkout so you get that deep discount. And you can be in the house, up front, close and personal. My man Tom Papa. You can bring the kids. He's a clean, clean, he's a clean comic. He answers a lot of questions. He answers your question about the marriage ref. Um, we getting around that time. It's time for this week's Sit Your Ass Down. Sit your ass down. You sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Sit your five ass down before I make ten. Sit your ass down. Yes! This week, sit your ass down. Not now. Now, we give sit your ass down. We get a credit for people. Do you ever just want to give it to yourself sometimes? Huh? Do you ever just want to give yourself sit your ass down? In times. But this is not one of those times. Just ask We only have one All this right. week for people getting the credit they deserve. They tap them on the shoulder. Say, hey, ma'am, excuse me, sir, please sit your ass down. Now, the theme of this podcast has been Halloween because we love Halloween. We got my man Tom Papa coming the day after Halloween on November 1st at the Majestic Theater right here in Detroit. And he's a parent like we're a parent. I would like to give a preemptive sit your ass down. I hope people under the sound of my voice can hear the sit your ass down. 
and correct their behavior before they do it. Almost like on some minority report stuff. Here we go. All right. Whack ass candy givers for Halloween. Please sit your ass down. What type of candies are we talking about? Now, here's the can- candies that I'm talking about. When I say whack ass candy people, I'm talking about your candy corn, uh-uh, your circus uh-uh, peanut, uh-uh. your licorice, candy corn good. your necko wafers, mm, good and plenty, bit of honey. Oh, those are good. I take a bit of honey. You are an old woman. Bit of honey is good. And listen, that's a good Halloween. Some candy corn, bit of honeys. And some Werther's Originals? Oh, first of you all, got me. You are 65. I might have got caught by the you Predator. You are a fan Werther's. Werther's Originals? You are 65. Werther's. I'm not from the chicken. Werther's. Oh, baby. Are you giving out Werther's? Oh, baby. You are a ARP, like qualified. I guarantee you. You do understand. You got to picture why you're using your house. You do understand. That's funny. Werther's. Where's that? White Jesus in your house. White Jesus. If you can muster up some cream savers. Oh, you got me. Well, Alright, first of all, yeah, I don't want to Cream savers will last you all goddamn day. You was talking about me sitting your ass down. I'm just saying. Oh, if do it. Let's, you let's do it. Give out any of the ones I named. And these are honorable mentions. You missed some. Maybe you, you one of those hollows. I've a bunch of old ass candies we can talk about. Those strawberries. You know what? I'll take that. That's wrapped up in a strawberry wrap? Yes. Oh. I'll take that. That is Chris. That, that, that Over is. a bit of honey. No, no. That bit is, of honey is good. That is Halloween candy and Christmas candy at oh the same time. I hate everyone in this house. Yeah, I said that already. Bit of honey oh, is good. Wait, wait, wait. You like honey. Hold on. Right Honorable here. mention for the people who try to give the non-candies out on Halloween. Like the houses that give out pennies. Come on. Or the houses that give out fruit, fruit. veggies. Yeah. 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 Or or if you feeling it, when you, you just know, you just know a fist is coming to you, they give out pens, pencils, that dental floss, toothpaste, toothbrush. I want to give them that you don't you, use to the spring. They start giving you yeah. pennies. You ever had sugar cheese and somebody just gave you pennies or quarters? Yes. Yes. I'll take quarter. Three dollars. The pennies. Uh, I am taking everything. Shout out to Auntie Shay. She never buys candy. When I was a kid. You know what? Hold on. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Auntie Shay just give out dollars. Hold on, wait. Auntie Shay does this. Here's a dollar that's different. Way different. Shay gives out candy and money. I'm not. Oh, she'll never go. She'll never Hold on, wait. It was like, oh, man. They, they, Maybe that's just my house. Hold on. I'm here, fine. Here's this. I ran out of candy. Here's a dollar. Good trade. She gave him my bag of chips and But there are some people who's getting to sit your ass down. They need to hear this this preemptive strike. Who they go straight for the circus peanuts. Straight for circus, the liquor. Circus peanuts. My grass my grandma's favorite candy. That's one of her favorite candies. How old is your grandma? First off, no, I, 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 I out of her mouth. I like circus peanuts. Thank you, Brandon. The yellow, like orange looking they like marshmallows, marshmallows. And they thick as hell. Oh, yeah. You, you put them in the roof of your mouth and just let them sit there. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I bought them by myself. I like then, them. They said those all year. Mm-hmm. I think you are clearly what a minority. What you should have said was that popcorn ball. That's what you should have said. I'll take the popcorn ball over the circus peanut. Okay. Hold on, so wait, 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 wait. older than me, then. Hold on, wait, wait, right. Hold on, wait. Because I, I don't know anybody our age that eat popcorn ball. Hold on, I will. But I do. I circus peanuts. 
we can all agree. Neko wafers suck, right? Who? Neko wafers. Neko wafers. My grandma love that, them. Uh, Stop saying your grandma. You always strip You had to name all her favorite candies. Good and plenty. Neko wafers. Circus penis. Then what my grandma I, th- I, I think I'm on to something. Good and plenty tastes like medicine. I'm sorry. Good and plenty is just black liquor. Good and plenty tastes like, like, like Benadryl. I hate that. I hate that I've candy. Ne- it's like black licorice. It's black I hate licorice that candy coating. I hate that medicine. It's not even good life. candy coating. It's, it's like it's paint. It's in paint. It's paint. It's like you. This candy in paint is horrible. I hate it good and plenty. I've never liked it. Oh my god! I my hate auntie, it. my aunt, I would earn, I would not say her name, but she always gave that net shit out. And for some reason, her kids always came to her house. But she, she, like, the, like you know what? The kids came to her house out of hope. No, no, hope no, 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 no. I got you. Change. I got you. Three hundred and sixty-four year uh, days out of the year, she was the cool house. But that the, one day, good and plenty. You nobody came. That was the worst house to go to for candy. You know, it's my absolute. I hate good and plenty hurts. It, like, it, it, it listen, should. It really does. It really hurts your your body. Hold on, my the one I hate the most. Now, don't get me wrong. Circus peanuts are up there. They are up there, but the one that hurts the most because they took something Put good. Butterscotch. Now you got some butterscotch. I'm there too. How old are you? I like butterscotch right butterscotch now. Butterscotch is delicious. I had butterscotch last week. Thank you. You are 85 years old. We they still them at the gas station. All right, first of all, if you buy gas station candy for Halloween, stop it. I'm not. All right, all, all I'm getting at. I was getting gas, some cigarettes, a Red Bull, and some uh, them, them nugget. Uh, you don't want to be known as the house that give out the good, the good like full-size candy Fuck bars. No. You're going to be known as that house because guess we what? We are that house. When you don't do it, people be expecting. I'm pretty sure the same kids come by here and I like be off. I, I can't help that because I'm not here. We gave our full-size candy bar. Hold on. Here. You know what they do? That's the Hold on. I, I gave out full-size candy. When I gave out the full-size candy, it was a line outside my was door. Hershey's and Twix and Skittles. Snickers. Yep. Yep. I did sure it? did. Full-size. And you know what happened? Snickers and three milk I left because I have a, I have a child now. Because during that time, I did we not have... I, 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 not, hold on. During the time I gave out those the big candy, I didn't have a kid. So we would just dress up and kind of chill dress, in the house. Hold on. But here's what the situation is down. This is the major situation is down. The major situation is down come for this one candy. What's that? Because they took a good thing and they fucked it up. What's that? It is the Peeps. The Halloween Peeps. You ever had the, the ones shaped like jacket liners? Yeah, the... The Easter candy that was chicks, but it's it, but it's say it's yeah, shaped yeah, like yeah. Jack Marshmallow, they, but they do it with this orange goo. That's the best way I could describe it because That's it's nothing to it. It's not a to me. Nothing to it. It's not a flavor. It's it's. I taste Twix. You know I what? Eat. Honestly, I believe it's old medicine. I believe they just took the old medicine. They put it all over the marshmallow. That's the Illuminati. Which is you? It could be. So, yeah. But all I'm getting at is, do you want that for your family? No. You know another candy I don't like them um, bat shaped them bat shaped Reese's cups. I can't stand them. I, I love them Reese's cups. Reese's cup is a taste, Reese's cup. They don't taste the same. Reese's cup is a Reese's cup. I know what you're talking about. Excuse me. I, I love this peanut butter and chocolate. God, Did you no, not pick pit only before? <laughs> 
Did the Reese's Cups. Did I you know what? We throw it out. We throw it out this. We throw it out and sit your ass down. Guys who are listening to this, please don't do this. We getting around that time. I want to thank my guest, Tom Pop, stopping by the podcast. Thank you, Tom. Also, please, if you are in the Metro Detroit area, come to a show at the Majestic Theater Detroit. It's going to be on November 1st. Um, please go to MajesticDetroit.com. Put in the promo code JTWS to get that deep discount on the limited amount of tickets that are left. And then... And only then, everything related to this podcast can be found at samshownation.com. No bit of honey needed. samshownation.com. I can be samshow11 on Twitter. You can talk to me personally. Sam, uh, just talk with Sam. No G and talking. Just talk with Sam at Gmail. Just talk with Sam. No G and talking. Just talk with Sam on Instagram and Facebook. And I will see you guys next week. Peace out, guys.